Welcome to Celebrate Poe. My name is George Bartley, and this is episode 211. 211. You are not alone. I've been working hard uh, and uh, have the next four episodes ready to upload, but something occurred this week that has caused me to change my plans, and I'd like to address that situation in this podcast episode. You see, a few days ago, my sister died. She had been ill for several years and uh, was in a nursing home. She had suffered from Parkinson's disease as well as dementia, and she had been a practicing alcoholic. I can only imagine the pain that she went through when she was forced to stop drinking in the nursing home. Rereading this, I feel strange about talking about my sister in the past tense. When I first saw the phrase, before her death, my sister was, my first reaction was a brief, well, well, this must be someone else. I, I can't believe this is happening. I, I, I try, though, to think about the happier times, how my sister and I enjoyed the pony ride that my father took to local fairs, and how my father uh, bought and installed the miniature railroad in the city park where we lived, now, of course, to a kid in the early 60s, ponies and trains were just about as cool as you could get. By the way, the cover art for this podcast episode is an old photograph of my sister and I riding one of those ponies. My father was an engineer for the CNO Railroad, and one of, his ocup- one of the occupational perks at the time was that the family got free railroad tickets to anywhere in the continental United States. So my sister and I have m- had many or have many wonderful memories, uh, such as the family uh, relaxing on a Florida beach, going to the 1964 World's Fair, uh, riding uh, the Matterhorn bobsled at Disneyland, Disneyland, not Disney World, it hadn't been built yet, and seeing numerous Broadway shows. My sister was incredibly talented and was an excellent stage dancer with a great voice. I, I remember uh, I remember her going to a 4-H talent competition, and for some reason, uh, the uh, pianist was unfamiliar with her music. Now, when it was announced that she would not be singing that particular number, well, I forget what it was, but um, uh, I do remember that my heart sank. She had had practiced that number over and over, and I told myself, it's so unfair. Well, she proceeded to sing a song that she had never sung before and got first place in the state. A really big deal. Now, before I go any further... I do not want to come across as though I'm sensationalizing the situation or not treating it with respect. This episode is definitely the most personal one I've ever done. At the beginning of the year, Celebrate Poe has listeners in 79 countries. Uh, And if I can help just one person, then this definitely definitely would have been or will have been well worth it. And excuse my grammar uh, here because I'm sometimes having trouble talking with this. Uh, But back to my sister. Uh, in In her teens, my sister started drinking. Even though it would seem that alcoholism runs in my family, my grandfathers on both my mother's and father's sides were alcoholics. 
One uh, one uh, one night, uh, my mother's father got drunk and gambled away his home, and my grandfather on my father's side drank heavily and died in the local mental hospital. Uh, my father was a kind and loving parent, but when he started drinking heavily after his retirement, he became a different person. In fact, he even burned down the house. Oh, I'm not saying that he deliberately set out to set fire to the house, but he tried to fix the electricity with a group of his drinking buddies, and each time they would drink a great deal and they would all pass out from the liquor they had consumed. So the wires basically smoldered, and of course we didn't realize this, the wires were smoldering for several weeks until the house burned into fl- uh, burst into flames. I later learned that their attempt to fix the electricity while heavily intoxicated was really an example of the distorted judgment and risk-taking behavior that is associated with alcoholism. Fortunately, my father and mother were able to escape the fire. Now, my sister and brother-in-law also drank a great deal, and their wonderful daughter, Sarah, often ended up suffering the brunt of their outbursts and tirades. My, my, bro- my brother-in-law died uh, while still young, largely due to complications related to alcohol. Sarah, by the way, uh, was named for a relative, also named Sarah, who was a professor at Longwood University and is one of the brightest and kindest people I've ever known. Well, uh, she called me, this this Sarah called me yesterday and uh, told me about my sister's death, that the uh, funeral was scheduled for the following day. But again, getting back to my sister and brother-in-law, amid all this chaos, it could be argued uh, that they did the best that they could. Uh, But in a haze of alcohol, it's impossible to really enjoy life uh, or or cope with uh, existence in any healthy way. I know that one reason that I'm doing this episode is is to partially clarify my thoughts and emotions. I was thinking today about such deeply serious issues as mortality, good, evil, and uh, what will happen to my sister in the afterlife, about as serious as you can get. Of course, I would be pretentious to say I knew exactly what will happen, but I can't help but think that many of my sister's harmful actions, actions that are all too common to individuals with substance abuse problems, well, those actions are not choices uh, that she willingly made. Most current scientific theories show that the harmful substance is, in a sense, making the choices for the person. I'm not certainly saying this justifies hurtful actions, just that uh, just that when a person is addicted to a harmful substance, that person often loses control and ceases to make good decisions and doesn't even realize it. Often a person reaches the stage where he or she believes, oh, I can handle it, but that addict has become a slave to a substance that, in the words of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, is cunning, baffling, and dangerous. The local Al-Anon for children of alcoholics and those who love individuals with alcohol has been especially helpful to me personally. 
By the way, I'm probably more familiar with AA than most people because I've interpreted for uh, various deaf individuals who attended uh, AA meetings. Of course, interpreting for the deaf is a profession where confidentiality is all important. Uh, and of course, with AA, uh, confidentiality uh, is really important. So you have confidentiality on top of confidentiality. But these AA meetings, uh, as I said, were in another part of the country, and I couldn't tell you who the deaf members were if my life depended on it. As I write this, uh, well, it, it really hit me that the problems and challenges that my sister and many of the other members of my family faced could just have easily, just as easily, been the story of my life. And writing this podcast episode has given me a sense of peace. I sincerely hope that somehow, through this podcast episode, I might make a real difference in someone's life. Writing this podcast has been an emotional journey for me, but uh, I hope I can honor my sister's memory while help, helping others to show others that you are not alone. Let me repeat that. You are not alone. Even reaching just one person can have a ripple effect, offering that person understanding, support, and hope in the face of their own or loved one's struggle with addiction. And if you'd like to write to me, well, my email is celebratepo at gmail.com. That's celebratepo at gmail.com. It, it often helps just to talk to another person or, of course, uh, to uh, one of the many resources, and I'll certainly be going into them later. I think it's very interesting that my sister and many people in their creative arts seem to have problems with substance abuse. Of course, as I'm sure you know, Edgar Allan Poe, definitely one of America's greatest writers and an extremely creative person, had his own struggles with alcoholism. Apparently, people in the 19th century actually drank a great deal more uh, than us today because of poor water conditions. And the story is told uh, that uh, when uh, Edgar Allan Poe was just a baby, uh, he was given a mixture of alcohol and laudanum, an opiate, uh, to uh, stop his crying. Well, I'm sure that did cause him to go to sleep, but he didn't have a chance. It, he he would have been, been addicted as a child. Now, there are many stories about Poe's challenges with alcohol, and future podcast episodes in Celebrate Poe will definitely deal with them in more detail. But I think it's especially interesting that shortly before his death, Poe is said to have joined the Shaco Bottoms Sons of Temperance in Richmond. Uh, the organization originally had a highly res restricted membership. In order to become a member, called a brother, a man had to be nominated by an existing brother. Three other brothers would then investigate his life to determine if they thought he was worthy of membership. The Sons of Temperance required uh, a United States dollar, uh, $2 initiation fee. Uh, the Sons of Temperance were very well organized, and Poe must have been really serious, because back then the required $2 fee would have been equal to uh, the uh, entire week 
week's wages of an ordinary worker. I'd like to end this podcast episode with some resources that might be helpful to someone who is a practicing drinker, as well as resources for the members of the family of someone who is an alcoholic. I'm including the resources at the beginning of the show notes and transcript for this episode at celebratepo.gmail.com. That's celebratepo.gmail.com. So you don't need to worry about copying them down. And the resources are also at the end of the transcript. In other words, the script for this show. And again, that's celebratepo.gmail.com. These resources can offer a lifeline and, uh, and help you navigate the challenges of addiction. And remember, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Don't hesitate to reach out for support if you or someone else is struggling with alcohol use. Now, first I'll start with some resources for practicing drinkers. Well, was in the category of self-assessment and support, uh, I definitely would like to include the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. And I'm not going to go through the URLs because they kind of get hard to uh, copy down. And you can uh, go to uh, my uh, uh, the place where I have them on the web, and you know, and get them in more detail. But also with the uh, National Institute on Alco- uh, Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, uh, they provide information on alcohol use disorders, interactive tools to assess drinking patterns, and links to treatment resources. And then, of course, we have Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, they're a, wor- a worldwide support group network for individuals struggling with alcohol problems. They offer meetings, sponsors, and resources for recovery. And then SMART, and that's all in capital letters, SMART Recovery. Uh, They're an evidence-based, self-directed program for overcoming addiction and compulsive behaviors. They offer online tools, resources, and forums. Professional help, uh, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or the SAMHSA. They uh, provide a national helpline at 1-800-662-HELP for finding treatment facilities and services near you. Uh, the American Psychological Association offers a directory of psychologists who specialize in alcohol dependence and addiction and then the National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence, the NCADD. They provide information uh, and resources on addiction, treatment, prevention, and advocacy. Then then our resources for family members of alcoholics. Uh, Well, with support and education, you've got Al-Anon, They're uh, a mutual support group program for friends and families of alcoholics. Uh, They offer meetings, literature, and resources for coping with the effects of alcoholism. And Families Anonymous, a support group for the families and the friends of those struggling with any form of addiction. Uh, They offer resources and understanding for dealing with loved ones' addictive behaviors. 
the National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependencies. They provide information and resources on alcohol abuse and addiction, including resources for families and loved ones. They have the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they offer support and resources for families and friends of individuals with mental illness, which can often occur with addiction. And the National Domestic Violence Hotline, uh, they provide resources and support for victims of domestic violence, which can be exacerbated by alcohol abuse. And I think the... Uh, the people that work with domestic violence and then the National Alliance on Mental Illness are very good, even though they specifically do not uh, deal solely with uh, alcoholism and substance abuse. Uh, the fact that uh, that mental illness and uh, domestic violence sometimes go hand in hand with alcoholism makes them a good source for specific situations. Uh, and then, of course, I, I don't want to forget the National Coalition Against Dem uh, Domestic Violence. They uh, also offer information and resources on domestic violence and how to help those affected. And finally, uh, the National Family Caregiver Support Program. They provide resources and support for family caregivers, including those caring for loved ones with addictions. And again, all of these can be contacted through their websites and at the end of the uh, show notes and the transcript, or at the beginning of the show notes and the transcript, I have all this information as well as the end of the uh, transcript. Now, in, in the previous episode, I talked a little bit about my background in post-studies, and in the following episode... I devote to my first encounter in a University of Virginia library with the imaginary ghost of Poe. I've updated the episode slightly, but I think it would be especially uh, entertaining and informative for those of you who might be recent listeners to celebrate Poe. Things uh, might make a bit more sense that way, especially when I talk with the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe. To quote the great writer, the boundaries between life and death are at best shadowy and vague. Who knows where one ends and the other begins? Sources include Evermore by Henry Lee Poe, The Poe Log, A Documentary Life of Edgar Allan Poe by Dwight R. Thomas and David K. Jackson, Edgar Allan Poe, A Critical Biography by author Hobson Quinn, and The Complete Works of Edgar Allan Poe by Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you for listening to Celebrate Poe.